This I Work For Him podcast is brought to you by the Pocket Testament League. Visit ptl.org for practical resources and encouragement to help you share your faith. ptl.org. Hey, welcome to I Work For Him this afternoon as we broadcast to you out of Loveland, Colorado. You know, it looks just like Iowa where we're at, but if you look off to the west... There's snow-capped mountains. That's fantastic. You don't get that a lot in Iowa, and you know you don't get it in Tampa Bay, Jacksonville, Norfolk, Virginia, or anywhere in the Grace Radio Range. Nowhere can you see snow-capped mountains in June. It's pretty amazing, isn't it, Martha? It really is. It's beautiful here, and we are so glad to um, be able to get some time to highlight what God is doing in Colorado. So um, I hope our listeners stay tuned until the end of the show and hear what it's all about and hear what God's doing in this uh, beautiful neck of the woods. But I also just want to remind our listeners that they can um, connect with us in a lot of different ways, Jim. And one of the things that I know... um, makes things a lot easier is when you have the ability to just get our podcasts at your leisure and whatever time is good for you to listen to the show and to be able to subscribe to our podcast on whatever platform you're using. We talk to a lot of people that um, are enjoying multiple podcasts and I would like to hear from any listeners who listen to you at one and a half because I think that if they can get what the show is talking about and and at one and a half speed, then um, if somebody listens to one half speed, cool. I think that'd be pretty impressive. You know, all this made possible by Dan Anderson from KingdomWayMinistries.net, KingdomWayMinistries.net. He's the one that drug our rear ends out here all the way to Colorado and said, "Jim, you have got to come to Colorado in June." And we've got some really exciting stuff going on here this week in Loveland, and we're going to tell you more about it as the show goes on. But thanks to Dan Anderson and KingdomWayMinistries.net, you'll be hearing a lot more about that during the show as well. So the Rocky mountains colorado fresh mountain air it sounds so exhilarating but what's really going on in the state of colorado (laughs) we don't have enough time for that so we're going to focus on (laughs) how the lord is moving in the hearts and minds of christ followers all over the state are they all smoking recreational marijuana i don't think so they're pumped up about the huge move of god all over the state to put their faith into action Today, we take a stop off for a visit with Dan Anderson with Kingdom Way Ministries. Dan's been all over the Loveland and greater Denver area, encouraging and identifying Christ followers in the marketplace and trying to equip them for active ministry in their workplace. Dan's arranged for a friend or two to join us every day this week on shows. Dan, Thanks for hosting us here in Loveland, Colorado. Jim and Martha, I'm so excited to have you here in God's country, man. That's <laughs> right. Country. I see yeah. why it's called that. Yeah, well, and uh, I'm so impressed by you, and, and I just love the calling God's placed on your life and uh, the faith stories that you're sharing from people across the country and in some, place, some cases across the world. So, so honored to have you here in northern Colorado, Denver area. And just excited to see what God has in store for us this week. Mm-hmm. So why don't you take a minute today and tell people what Kingdom Way Ministries is all about. Absolutely. Uh, so we, our simple mantra is we really want to help those uh, marketplace leaders and business leaders to make their work and ministry one. And uh, I've, I've started talking about this in these terms lately. Uh, to help people to bridge the Sunday-Monday gap, turn their Sunday inspiration into Monday's perspiration where Mm -hmm. they have a really sense of God's meaning that presses into their daily work as well as as God's mission being central to all that they do. And so the people uh, that be sharing with you uh, in the next days uh, here uh, are all people that are excited about doing that. 
So KingdomWayMinistries.net, KingdomWayMinistries.net, your reach is all over from Colorado, from Denver all the way up here to Loveland. Do you get as far south as Colorado Springs yet? We've been down there a little bit, yep, and uh, south Denver for sure, and so hoping that God opened doors for us uh, just all along the front range, and I think that's going to be coming. Well, why don't you brought along a friend today? Why don't you introduce our guest for today? Absolutely. Uh, Jamie Bessler is the president of Bessler Homes, and the reason I want Jamie to be a part of the the show is because uh, he really gets it as a marketplace leader and God is stirring so many things around the front range here and uh, what, what do you he, call it the front range? Why don't you explain that? Because we got people in Tampa, you know, they they live at two feet above sea level to 10 feet above sea level. <laughs> and we're sitting here at about they're five. They're thinking are we at about a gun five, range. That's about all they uh, know, right? Are we at about 5,000 feet above well, sea level? Well, it's an I-25 corridor that goes all the way from like northern Colorado where we are in Fort Collins all the way to Colorado Springs. And mm-hmm. so I... Uh, you're, you're putting me on the spot here. I think it's just the converse of the back range. It's the front of <laughs> the range is, of mountains, it, on right? On the other, other I mean, side. I, yeah. yeah. I think the people and over... And of course you're calling it the front because yeah. that's the side you live on. Yeah. People in Utah are a little upset about that. They are like, we don't want to be called the back end of this. So. Absolutely. So, so you um, know, God, God's stirring some amazing things. And, and I really see, uh, and I've heard, you know, Jamie and I become really good friends. And, and God's got a special calling on his life. And I believe what God has in mind, he's going to raise up several... Uh, key leaders in our area, and I believe Jamie's one of those. And uh, so I'm excited that he gets a chance to share uh, his story to way more than um, uh, just a few people we're doing it now with, uh, and then in our event tomorrow, too. Very good. Excellent. Jamie Bessler, welcome to I Work For Him. Yeah, thank you for having me. We're excited to have you. It's a, it, it's great to have you. You got a reputation that precedes you, and it was all good stuff. That was awesome. We only do this, Jamie, with every first time guest on the air. Tell us how you became a follower of Jesus. Well, you know, just growing up, um, the, first of all, the business, important to know, it's a second generation. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm second ger- generation leadership. So uh, it's 50, we're in our 51st year of business. And, um, you know, growing up in any small business, you're, you're involved from uh, a very small uh, hey, You're emptying person, the garbage so. cans at two, <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, especially in construction. There's, there was always a job to be done. Yes. So a job to help dad with, so... Um, but you know, ultimately I was raised in a Christian home. Um, and, um, we, uh, uh, w- I went to a Christian high school, um, too. And so I, I definitely had accepted Christ at a, at a younger age. Um, but, uh, I would say really just lived out my life through, through my twenties, especially, uh, just being a moral person. Um, and not really, um, yeah, not really having that intimate walk, um, daily with Christ and, and, uh, following him and, so the big kind of catalyst in my life was, was it was actually part of, of work. Um, I have one other brother, and he was uh, a part of the company um, in 2011. And, and unfortunately, just um, we had a, a, just some family challenges with the growth of the business and how to handle that and different viewpoints. And uh, ultimately, my brother chose to, to walk away from the business and start his own and um, harbored some um, ch- you know, just negative sentiments against me, and sure, that was really challenging for me to walk through, and and really led me into um, me recommitting my life to Christ at the end of 2011. And um, as the Lord would orchestrate it, uh, my wife and I came into sole stewardship of the company in 2012, and took that over from my dad, and um, it has been an amazing ride since. So, uh, at what point in time did you make that connection, though? So the spiritual connection between your mm-hmm. faith and your work where you understood that God cared about you as a home builder just as much as he would care about a, a person that was is a pastor or a missionary? 
to the to the level of having a missionary mindset it honestly is in the last year um i've been on this walk for Mm -hmm. several years now and it and it has taken us through really the lord expanding uh our minds with generosity and uh there's an acronym that we uh have held to which is life and uh, that acronym really stands for uh, being generous with your labor your influence your finances and your expertise and so that that is definitely something that has uh, the Lord has uh, expanded, um, and we've recognized a bigger purpose with that. And and then um, just as He's continued uh, the walk for Sarah and I, um, that has led into this missionary mindset um, that was really kind of unveiled over this last year. Um, I can tell you, over a year ago, if you had just asked me the question, "Are you a missionary?" I'd have said. I've never been to a foreign country at all. <laughs> We're going to explore that in, in more in the next segment. We are. Um, you just mentioned your wife, Sarah, real quick. So are you in the business together now in this home building business? We are uh, sole stewards okay. of the company together. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, from a day-to-day operational standpoint, she is full-time mom. Uh-huh. Uh, we have three kids. And uh, and so I, I tend to look after all of the day-to-day of, of the business. But at the same time, I confide in her a lot of different things she's out of the forest and so that out of the forest viewpoint at times in some of our conversations is very valuable and so she's she's very involved but not so the reason i asked that right before we go to break is just to help our listeners to understand that even though she's not in the day-to-day um this is something you guys uh, you're like-minded on in this Mm -hmm. whole conversation i think about um where god has taken you on this journey is that correct you bet okay yeah we've been walking together dan anderson with kingdomwayministries.net Talk about what, how you are seeing the Lord move right here in this in the, in this Loveland, Denver area. What are you seeing? Well, one of the things we're really seeing is uh, we started this event we do about a quarter, uh, on a quarterly basis called Common Pursuit, and the idea is that we really want to cast a vision, inspire people like Jamie's on the program today uh, uh, to envision something different, to change our pi- paradigm, or even to fuel a paradigm that already exists, that they are ministers in the marketplace right where God has put them to hopefully uh, bring them to, you know, bring some quality content uh, to challenge them to grow and build their leadership to be high kingdom impact leaders right where God has placed them. So we've been doing that event for the last uh, almost three years now, and God just has really been favoring it, build momentum, and we've had about 200, 225 on average the last few events, and he just keeps blessing it and keep reaching more people uh, through it. And, you know, the events are exciting themselves, but we're we're hoping and praying, and, and this is ha- has happened, that God just does amazing work of connecting the Holy Spirit when you get a group of like-minded people in the same room. You know, it's just really exciting. And to realize they're not leading alone mm-hmm. is uh, is incredible. But we're hoping to lead them to next steps uh, in the different uh, groups and things that we offer to just grow their discipleship, their leadership, and their ministry in the workplace. So I love the overall overarching um, name of those events, Common Pursuit, because a lot of people think we're in constant competition with everybody. But really, you're talking about something beyond the pursuit of the bottom line. Although that is a, I mean, we we should be we should be um, moving forward in our businesses, right, and not going into debt and things like that. So, um, but this Common Pursuit, 
kind of unpack that a little bit for our listeners, just what your what your heart is behind that. Yeah, well, I appreciate you asking that because I think that that is, uh, is part of my calling is, you know, I didn't always have a kingdom mindset where, uh, you know, I, I was wanting to invest in business leaders and pastors and nonprofit leaders. That's something God has really shaped my heart and seen the importance for is, you know, in, in Colossians verses like uh, Colossians, we see one Lord, one faith, or and even in Ephesians 4, mm-hmm. uh, one Lord, one baptism. And then we see so many silos in uh, the church world as well as even in business uh, and, and marketplace ministries. And, you know, wherever possible, I just long to see there to be more connectedness and connectedness and working together. And really one of the, one of the verses that just drives my passion for this is in Revelation 5, 8, and 9, where it says that we will be a kingdom of priests to serve God for all eternity. That's singular, not plural. Mm. And as I, even as I talk to my boys about what it means to be a man of God and what is a kingdom leader, one of the things on the top of the list for me is, is, is what decisions do we do now pulling from the eternal reality in the future? I call it T-E-R-N, you know, the eternal reality now. And sometimes that even requires a mindset or repentance shift in our minds a turning 180 degrees is pulling forward from the future reality if that's what it's going to be like for all eternity then why shouldn't we as much as possible here on this earth uh try to be about being that a kingdom of priests in what god is stirring in a locale or a nation i i love that i love that I really do too. And so, I mean, but and getting back to that original thought about the common pursuit is that you're encouraging people, um, you know, it might be every CPA in the area, they have a common pursuit aside from their business practice that, that they're doing it for the kingdom and, and Absolutely. they can come together, not in competition, but um, with the, that, that uh, common pursuit of, of growing and helping the kingdom. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm excited about that. So mm-hmm. thanks for sharing that. And people can find out more about it on what website? Uh, www.kingdomwayministries.net. It has all the confirmation about uh, uh, our events, our mm-hmm. groups, and so on. And uh, would love uh, to chat with anybody if they send us a message and and have some free resources on there, too, that we'll probably be talking about at some point in these podcasts. Okay. Excellent. They're broadcast. Just remember, broadcast, we are actually broadcasting <laughs> across the country. But it, they, uh, but people <clears throat> might be listening as podcasters. My bad, my that's, bad. That's okay. So, Jamie Bessler, back to you. Let our listeners know what Bessler Homes um, is all about. You said it's been around for 51 years. You're a second-generation right. family-owned business. Um, what is your specialty, and, and how are you doing that? Sure. So... You know, over the course of our history, we really in our in our area are uh, had become known as a custom home builder. Okay. Um, however, with the the downturn uh, that we went through, you know, two thousand eight, nine, ten wasn't uh, wasn't one of those I mean, better wasn't spots. Wasn't all roses here in Colorado? Builder. Really? <laughs> no, there was a few unique challenges. Um, the reality is, there was some tremendous opportunities too, and mm-hmm. um, the the opportunity side of that for us um, allowed us uh, really to begin to dis- discover how to be um, a higher volume builder and just to be able to build more homes. And um, and the reality is, is we've shifted uh, pretty completely at this point. We don't do anything custom. Okay. Um, and so we are, our real challenge in our marketplace, and this is even across the nation, how do you build an affordable home? Mm-hmm. And uh, we're really taking that challenge personally. Um, you know, shelter is just one of those basic necessities of life. And 
um, you know, for someone to have a home is, is just a, such a life changing piece. Yeah. And so, um, you know, our, uh, our, uh, vision statement for the company is to build the most valuable homes in our marketplace. And, uh, one of those, there's five points we define with value. And the, the first on that list is attainability. And so we're really challenging ourselves to, you know, build a smarter home, build a more efficient home, uh, ultimately, which helps us control the costs of a home. Mm-hmm. And, um, so yeah, so that's, uh, that's really who we've become. Um, you know, 2011, uh, we did 34 homes that year. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, in 2018, we closed 172. And so wow. you know, the Lord has really blessed our efforts and uh, really given us a, a pretty clear focus at this point and where he would like us to serve our marketplace. Now, do you just serve right here in the Loveland area or are you all over Colorado? Yeah, we're based a, a little bit east of here in a, a community called Greeley. Um, That's not and signs of the, for that exit. We, uh, yeah. And uh, really, we focus um, a little bit east of the Front Range, you might say, um, a little more eastern Colorado, uh, serving northern Colorado uh, overall. But... Uh, just our, that's just kind of where we're from. And, and so we stay east of I-25 is kind of that main artery uh, that runs through you Northern know, I just Colorado. Wanna, uh, encourage our listeners, pull out a map and take a look. <laughs> because, you know, I think it's, we all run into this danger of when somebody says Denver, they said Colorado Springs. You're like, that's all the same place. But mm-hmm. it's really not. Well, I mean, it's, it's and, and there, I'm that sure. that was an hour and 45 minute drive last night from Colorado was. Springs up here to Loveland. It was. Absolutely. But it was a beautiful one. Oh I'm not going right. to complain one bit about that. Yeah, the only, that was an incredible pretty drive. Okay, yes. so Jamie, let's just talk about your work because you mentioned that it really is a place of ministry. But if, if we'd asked you this a year and a half ago, it wouldn't have, you wouldn't have answered that question. Is it your mission field, your workplace? Mm-hmm. What was it that flipped that switch for you? Because you said you've been growing the business from 34 homes in 2011 to 172 homes last year. So God's been blessing the business, giving you direction, hopefully giving you profitability. But at what what flipped the switch for you for you to understand that this is also a huge mission field? Because I imagine you've got a lot of people working for you. Yeah, you know, we're blessed to have 45 plus or minus full-time team members uh, that work with us. But within our industry, you know, we're a manufacturer um, is the primary thing we're doing. We're building the largest consumer product, uh, (laughs) you know, homes. Yes. And so, uh, but to do that, we actually, uh, we say that we have 500 families uh, working with us every day because of the trade partners. The subs Uh, and everything. Yeah, yeah, we don't like the S word around here. Oh, we don't? Really? Why is that? (laughs) They're trade partners. Trade partners, okay. All right. They're uh, they're critical partners. (laughs) And, um, you know, and so really the... You know, the, the love and, and, and what we just are trying to be as a, as a company culture really needs to extend to those other 450 uh, team members that don't directly work with us each and every day. They do it through different trade partner relationships. But the reality is, is they're all integral to building 172 homes a year. Uh, it takes about 500 full-time equivalent mm-hmm. uh, team members to build that many homes. That's a lot of people. It is, which is a huge opportunity. So how do you right? live with intentionality so. with that many people? I mean, that's, <laughs> I mean, how does one guy impact 500? Well, and it, it, I can't. I mean, it's, there's, that's, where, that's actually one of the spots that has really uh, been such a huge blessing of Dan and the co- Common Pursuit events and other things is because it can't just be me. There have to be others on my leadership team that see this bigger purpose of life and, and really engage in that. And uh, so that's been a huge opportunity for me to bring my team with me, uh, the leadership team and, and managers um, 
at Bessler Homes uh, to really walk this together. Um, and I, you know, I definitely very much own that I'm the, uh, my responsibility is to be the spiritual leader, uh, of the, uh, of the company, Mm -hmm. but we've got to, um, we've got to have a team engaged in, in doing this. So Dan, you have, uh, Dan Anderson with Kingdom Way Ministries for anybody who's just tuning in. Um, we are having a conversation with somebody you brought with us, Jamie Bessler, who is, um, the, the big big guy on campus with Bessler Homes. And so we were just talking about how God has really um, adjusted his focus on his what his role is in his business. You had some things you want to make sure that Jamie shares with our listeners so that they get a, um, some encouragement and maybe some challenge from the walk that he's had. Go ahead with that. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that, that uh, Jamie has coined that I just really love is that he, he says that he's a for-profit ministry. You know, and I love how he refers that. So there was a shift that took place. And uh, and so I just I would just love to, you know, he might not be able to articulate you know, a definite point in time, but just love to hear how that shift came about. And then some of the things that you're doing now that is causing you to keep God and Christ front and center in terms of, you know, your mission in terms of, you know, Christy is working with you now and some of the care things, that just some of the strategic things that you are making Christ the center of everything you do. Mm. Okay. Well, yeah, as far as the, uh, you know, for-profit ministry, that really spawned out of just me kind of reflecting back on, you know, how did we get here? How did we get to the spot where there's this huge um, separation between um, the sacred and the secular, as you've heard it said, or, or work and church and mm-hmm. you know work and and just uh your faith right and and i don't like that i don't want to live that way and um f- to me one of the root words that causes this separation is business it's the word business uh, because as soon as you say that then there has to be something else there's some some natural separation that has to be there and so why do you say that i don't understand why you say that i, I guess it's just that um when when you say business, um, you know, out in the business world, okay, well, you got to keep that separate from your personal, mm. and you've got to keep that separate from your faith. And there's just the world has tried to but, teach us that. But that that's was the lie. I think the church tried to teach us those things too. But it's that lie. It's that, that pervasive lie. lie. We yep. have to bust the lie up. Yep. Okay. So that's the idea. Is really with that word, um, I describe. You know what we do is a for profit ministry. Um, it is. Uh, it is a ministry at its heart. Uh, it's at, like at a the core business tree almost, but it's a for yes. profit. It has a for-profit purpose. Right. We don't go solicit funds to support our efforts. We have to go be really good at what we've set out to do and, and earn a profit and that can fund our ministry. And so, um, so yeah, to me that if, if we have for-profit ministries and we have nonprofit ministries, then there's really nothing else in the gap between. You know, it makes me think of the fact that really, I think you're right. When you, when people hear the word business, nowhere in their definition, is there anything about <laughs> the heart or, or love? Jesus. Yeah, well, even aside for sure, Jesus, but, um, but even just, the, you know, there's mm-hmm. no tenderness, there's no care, there's no love. And, and, but the minute you hear something is a ministry, those are the things you think about compassion and care and things like that. So you really, that is a huge um, help in helping people to look at it differently. So I love that. For yeah, profit, I think, 
industry. think that's one of the a great segue to for him to share some of the things that he's doing because it's really along those care lines that that very few business leaders have gotten to that point where they making that part of their strategic initiative. So maybe you could share a little bit more about that, Jamie, of how you're how you're starting to roll that out in your company. Sure. Yeah, because the it, it you know, as far as the for profit ministry, I mean any ministry is meant to care for people in some way, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, so yeah, so what are those things that we're continuing to walk through and, um, you know, an extremely impactful, um, opportunity that we had was to, um, visit Beaten Bow Homes and and really spend some time, uh, talking with Rick and and Cal at at Beaten Bow Homes and, and, um, really, uh, how do we put, uh, this love into, into action, right? Um, and so... Um, you know, they, they have something they talk about as far as, you know, getting to know someone and then getting to care for someone and ultimately caring for them. And so that's a walk that we've really, um, begun to live out. And, uh, you know, as a, as a leadership team, um, as, as leaders at Bessler Homes and, and ultimately at a, as a whole company, what are these things that we can do to really care for our team? And so one of the first steps we recognize is we really need somebody who's intently focused on um, our uh, our care aspects of, of our company. Um, and so uh, we already had that person on staff, as the Lord would have it. She was um, really serving as uh, executive assistant for me. And that was just such a natural um, step in for her. And so she has become our care and culture manager here as of about nine months ago. And, and her name? Her name is Christy Mock, okay, and um, she has just had a tremendous um, impact in really developing what do these things look like. And so, when we say care and culture, what do those two different aspects look like? And and I, you know, the care aspect, I think everybody can really kind of envision. It's just what are the needs of your team members, right? And how can we be a part of meeting those needs, right? And I'll expand on some of those care programs in a minute. But the other part is the culture piece. And so we, we challenged a little bit. Well, what does this look like with care and culture? And so, you know, I hold to a, a definition of culture being values in action. And at Bessler Homes, we have four values. And, um, and so what can we do to reinforce and appreciate our team members when we see those values lived out in action? which ultimately is the definition of our culture. It's not what we say we want to be. It's what we're actually yeah, living out right. day to day, right? That's right. And so she has created some of these care programs that, that are appreciating um, our team members, but at the same time teaching our culture, reinforcing our culture, and, uh, and just how we want to um, live out, you know, our, our, uh, really a, a Christ type love each and every day. Okay, but you're talking about the two of you really trying to live out this this care, you're trying to let your people know that you care. You, you said mm-hmm. you have about, let's see, you said you had 40-some people on your staff and another 450 trade partners. Mm-hmm. I got that right. See, I got it right. I wrote it down. Good job. Um, that's a lot of people mm-hmm. to impact. And those trade partners don't just work for Bessler Homes. They're doing work for other contractors as well. So how do you stand out? How, how, do you, how do they know that Jamie Bessler and his team at Bessler Homes, they actually love them? I mean, that, that's, I mean, you're trying to do good business. You're trying to help them make money. You're trying to help you make money. And they're not necessarily, I'm guessing, are, they, are all your trade partners Jesus-following trade partners? No. No. Okay. So they don't necessarily have the same motivation that you have, yet they know your heart. 
how do you care for your trade partners when you're just one of the cogs in their wheel? Sure. You know, and um, I mean, it is basics. It is doing what you say you're going to do. I mean, that's actually our definition mm-hmm. of honor, one of our values. Do what we say we're going to do. And, um, you know, I, I think uh, we really do see them as a, a critical partner. And so it is taking the time to stop and ask their opinion. You know, we don't build the homes, they do. There's nobody that knows better how to assemble drywall in one of our homes than the drywaller. Mm-hmm. Um, but do we take the time to ask them? And uh, so in so many cases, honestly, we grossly overcomplicate this. Yeah. It is not hard. It is simply just love on people, you know? And uh, What's it look but, like? I mean, give me, how, many, how do you love on a drywaller? I mean, because I mean, they're always covered with dust. So I mean, I mean <laughs> and they truly are artists because I've watched guys do drywall. That is an art. But how do you right. love on, just give me an example. How do you love on your drywallers? Yeah. And, you know, uh, the reality is this is part of the bigger vision. Sure. Um, we have got to love on our team first. Okay. The 45 team members that we have at Bessler Homes have to feel loved first before this can extend to the trade partners. Sure. And so, you know, to give you some real tangible things, hey, I, I, the reality few. is I don't, I don't have a lot yet. Okay. All right. Because you know. this is still a newer thing for you. Exactly. Okay. Yep. But it you're starting in t- in-house. So what are some of the care programs that you're doing in-house that eventually is going to catch wind from your trade partners and will turn into c- ways to care for them too? Yeah. And that is the focus is let's care for our team members first mm-hmm. and then they'll care for the trade right. partners. Right. And ultimately, they'll all care for, in right. the end, the home buyer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because you have uh, your job supervisors that are that are out there on location. You're not mm-hmm. out there on location seeing all the trade partners, but you know, with the, the drywall guy, just so, just in case, you could give him a new knife. I mean, they're always running through blades. I mean, you know, <laughs> sure. you get a really cool one, a Bessler Holmes, you know, uh, you know, drywall cutting knife. I, just an idea for you, no. just throwing it out there. <laughs> Perfect. But like, how are you? And doing that's that? where if we take care of our team members, right. those team members are going to come up with those kind of ideas. Right. right. Um, who work with them day to day. And ultimately, that's the bigger vision. It was okay. Just an okay idea. Okay, so so talk about your team. The team in in your office. What are you doing to love on them? You know, so some of the things, well, um, so so one of the examples, I guess, would be um, some of the very simple Tasty Tuesdays. Mm -hmm. Um, On Tuesdays, we bring in food for the company, for the team. Um, And, uh, you know, so just to have have a good, good breakfast, something very simple. You didn't um, like the Waffle Wednesdays. You went with Tasty Tuesdays. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. that's, that's, that's good. And right. I, that ref- reference for anybody who um, is listening and may have heard that before, you referred to going um, connecting with Beaten Bow Homes. And uh, the ministry that people can look up is Kingdom at Work. And that is where they are actually helping businesses to, to help to identify this kind of a kingdom culture within mm-hmm. their own organizations. And Beaten so, Bow Homes out of Lubbock, Texas, right? And they do Waffle, Waffle Wednesdays. Wednesdays. Which, you know, Jim and I are a team of two, basically, in our home. We have some virtual people as well, but he would like Waffle Wednesday just at home, but I (laughs) I haven't installed that. I technically had Waffle Wednesday. I guess that would be a very caring culture if I would do that, (laughs) wouldn't it? Let's go back to you, Jamie, because it's supposed to be about your story. Talk to us about the impact on your culture, because you said in the last year, this has really been hitting you over the head. Mm -hmm. Talk about some some of the things you're seeing that are changing because of your heart change. Sure. So, um, you know, obviously we continue to, to roll out there. There is quite a lengthy list, about 25 different programs um, that our caring culture manager, Christy, uh, or, or I could get to anyone. We'd love to share, share it with anyone. 
And uh, a lot of the backbone for those programs we've put in place are through uh, Dan Anderson and some of his coaching that we've mm. received um, through also another group called His Way at Work. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and Out some of South of Carolina. Coaching. Absolutely. Great, exactly. great organization. Yeah. So that's kind of the, the heart of some of those uh, uh, company-wide care programs. Here's the deal, though. I'll know that we are truly loving on our team members and we truly care for them. When like one of the funds we have is a or is a benevolence fund. Dan Anderson, we're so grateful that you brought us out of here. Talk to us about Common Pursuit. This is a quarterly program you've been doing for you said three years. I want to make sure we tell people what it's all about because I want people to be able to reproduce it in other parts of the country. Because you're only doing it right here in Colorado, and that's a long drive for people from Florida. So how what, what is the event all about, and what's your point, your purpose of it, and how can people reproduce what you're doing? Absolutely. Well, we're uh, really targeting marketplace leaders, business leaders. And so when I say marketplace leaders, I'm talking about you know, business leaders, uh, ministry leaders, nonprofit leaders, uh, and, and managers. So we have all those people and, and church So they don't leaders. have to be at the top of the tier in order yeah, to come. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. But like with Jamie uh, here today, he's bringing his whole, a lot of his executive team to come to. So the purpose is really to inspire people to really build, be intentional about being a kingdom builder in their organization, whatever their role is. And we want to uh, connect them. So if, if list, some of your listeners are familiar with FCA, Fellowship Christian Athletes, yep. there's something powerful when you go to an FCA event or event like that, that there's all athletes present, but the total focus is on Christ and how do we glorify God as athletes? And that's really the focus of Common Pursuit. It's really like, like Jamie said earlier, it's simple, but it's profound because especially here in Northern Colorado, there is a 85% of the population is unchurched. Really? And uh, he mentioned Greeley. I saw a USA article, uh, USA Today article this week. It says Greeley. Uh, Fort Collins and Denver is on the top three list of the highest growing populations where there is a housing crisis going to be in the next 10 years. Hmm. Uh, so with that in mind, uh, what we're doing, it, it's very simple, but it's very powerful and people are hungry for it. Uh, and so as far as re- reproducing it, it's, uh, you know, D- Jamie is a, a, a incredible partner with us and we have table sponsors and they really go out and try to invite people to come. And in Jamie's case is a whole executive team. We have other people bring their executive teams as well. Uh, and we just have a team of volunteers that put it together. But if somebody from another part <coughs> of the country says, well, I'd like to be able to put on that kind of event, can you help them send them in the right direction? Yeah, I'd be glad to give them, you know, share with them uh, things that we've found that work or, or doesn't work. And uh, matter of fact, we, so just so you know, listeners, you can come. You, we have people from South Carolina, Indiana, uh, Atlanta, and New Mexico coming to the event tomorrow. Wow. So and it's 30 bucks. So and you, Florida. Yeah, and Florida. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Nobody's so, driven further and, than and us. So, so to your listeners that are wanting just to come to check it out and learn whatever they can yeah. to start something in their organization, we would love to be hospitable to them and uh, just share whatever we can to, to help them start something in their area. Dan, you brought along Jamie Bessler today and uh, from Bessler Homes, and we're grateful very much. Jamie, your story, is it's a great story, and I love the fact that it's still very, very fresh. You mentioned how in the last year you developed a benevolence program, and you were starting to talk about it right before the break, and I had to cut you off. Talk to us about what you're doing with that program. Well, yeah. So that that program um, 
we've put that together really just to meet those financial um, situations of need for our team members. Like what? What do you mean? Uh, well, just uh, you know, just one of our team members unexpected, uh, you know, health issue with a family member, and so mm-hmm. you know, we'd buy them a flight to, you know, to across the country to so they be with their family for a day or two, something along those lines. Um, you know, whatever that just help fill those financial gaps mm-hmm. um, that definitely challenge different families, and so. Um, but you know the the uh, the power of that program is when no team member needs to ask for the financial support from it. it it'll be when our team members have known that team, you know, our leader, whoever is that direct uh, leader for that team member, they know that person so well that they make the request for them because they just know that they need it, mm-hmm. and it's part of caring for them. Um, that they make a financial request for them. So how are you yeah. getting your team leaders to know their people? What are you encouraging? Right. And so, um, you know, um, we have definitely, one of those things the Lord has really just unveiled to me over these last several months is uh, what we're terming uh, at Bessler Homes is relational leadership. And so we have, um, we've gone through some trainings. We've created some of our own trainings. Um, the reality is, is this is super simple. Um, mm-hmm. It's biblical, Christ-centered leadership. It, it's, it's just in a, in a very simplistic form and um, it done, you know, it's modeled extremely well for us. And so we're, we're really just understanding what that looks like with a leader at Bessler Homes. And we define a leader at Bessler Homes as anyone who directly supports another team member on our team. They are a leader. Mm. Um, they may also be a manager or an executive team member, whatever. The so different, you're working uh, on this relational leadership model. Mm-hmm. So you're building relationships because that's what relational leadership means. Mm-hmm. How? But in order to do that, then you have to limit how many people report to a manager, supervisor, because they can only have so many relationships. How many people do you have reporting to the average supervisor? Mm, uh, about three. Okay. So you've kept it pretty yeah. small. We have. It was That was a big challenge in us kind of re, uh, reorganizing things and, and setting, setting our managers up for success, having the appropriate number of direct supports. What kind of things are different about how your managers, supervisors feed into the people that report to them? What are some of the big changes you've made like as far as sure. how often they meet with people, things like that? Sure. Yeah, as far as relational leadership, there's really, um, you know, what we have launched, there's three key meetings uh, uh, that we utilize. And so the first is just a general team meeting, whatever that team configuration is. It might be, you know, a team of three. It could be a little, little bigger, um, up to up to six. Really, is kind of a internal cap we've put on the mm-hmm. maximum number mm-hmm. of direct support someone can have. So you have a weekly te- meeting with that team as a as a group together, um, and we have some specific defined purposes we're, and outcomes we're looking for. Um, a second group of meetings can happen throughout the week. Um, we call them really as sh- uh, shoulder to shoulders is what we call those. And that's that, um, that leader coming alongside their direct support on a regular basis throughout the week, three to five times a week. So in general, the idea is you know, once a day, they're mm-hmm. coming alongside, creating margin in their day to allow that direct support to, to ask them questions about their job, um, you know, to, for them to be available to be coached and, you know, really just address whatever workplace specific challenge they're dealing with that day. Sure. And, uh, and so that's to really walk with them. The third one is the really unique one. Um, it's, it's really unique in the business world, Mm -hmm. right? Um, 
because we require all of our leaders to block out one hour per uh, per week with uh, each direct support. And so I personally have um, five direct supports and I block out five hours a week for them. It's their meeting. And the intention is really to not talk about work. It's for me to get to know them and hear what's on their heart and for them just to let's talk about whatever is important to them in their lives. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's just, uh, it's different, um, Mm -hmm. and and unique when you, when you talk about business, but it is, uh, we're beginning to see the powerful fruits of that. And, you know, one of the things, um, that is often a challenge when you're running an organization and making, making some pretty significant changes, you know, number one, I thank you for your transparency and because, I think that we have a lot of listeners that may be intrigued by looking at their work a little differently, but how in the world do they implement any change? And you're an example of that. But as a leader, as somebody who is has so much um, that you're responsible bef- responsible for, how are you protecting your marriage and your family mm-hmm. and, and figuring out how to still keep that as a, as a priority over your work and your business? Sure. I can tell you, as I've continued to just follow the Lord's path for me, Mm -hmm. those things have become much easier to do. He helps me create those protections. And and, um, that was something I very much was challenged with uh, a couple years ago. So what kinds of examples of things that he's helped you to kind of make sure that you're doing? Sure. Uh, I mean, the the primary thing is, um, you know, God, family, work. And I think a trap that we can get caught in is we go, well, okay, this home building thing, I mean, I've got this missionary purpose now. Yeah. So is that the God portion of this? And it's and it's not. It's that reminder, like constant reminder that the God portion of this is the intentional mm-hmm. personal relationship with Christ, then your family, mm-hmm. then the job, then the work. And that's still Bessler Homes. So if we work. called if we called your bride, if we called Sarah and said, Hey, how's Jamie doing at home this last year? Would she say things are things are way better? I believe that's the answer she So we'll get her on the phone the next time. The next time we're in Colorado, we'll bring her in. That'd be great. Jamie Bessler with Bessler Homes, thanks for sharing your story today. You bet. Thanks check for the out opportunity. On, yeah, thank, check them out online. Besslerhomes.com, Besslerhomes.com, Dan Anderson, KingdomWayMinistries.net. A nice job picking out a great guest. Just one more time, how can people get a, what what just how can people get a hold of you the best? www.kingdomwayministries.net and if listeners are interested in trying to find out practical ideas of how to live out the reality of caring for people and ministering people mm-hmm. uh, on our front webpage you can sign up for a free resource called 126 ways to honor God in your workplace. Excellent. Dan Anderson, KingdomWayMinistries.net. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I I work work for him. him.